Assalamu alaikum this is Atif Nawaz and you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamaisa Good morning, good morning, good morning, and assalamu alaikum. It is 10 o'clock, Monday, 21st of January, and you're joined with me, Shamiza, taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on Where Else is the Urban Cube Show, going loud and bright across Luton's surrounding areas, Peterborough, Sheffield, and Nottingham this morning. Now, it's the conversations are going to be all about faith, inspired creativity, and positive action on the show today, and I'm joined by awesome guests in the studio that you can actually check on our Facebook because Facebook Live is on right now. So it's not just audio, it's also Facebook Live people. So do get onto the Inspire FM Facebook page to see who's in the studio. They're waving to the camera. Hey! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we have we have two exceptionally remarkable women in the studio this morning, and I'm going to be speaking just shortly, very, very shortly about who they are. And I'm also going to be joined by some great guests over the phone as well. Now, I hope you had an absolutely awesome weekend and a fantastic start to the week. And I'm absolutely delighted to be in your company this morning. It's a glorious day. Um, The sun is shining and it's really, really quite warm and radiant in the studio. And why is that? Because I'm absolutely delighted to introduce uh, two very, very awesome guests, and you're going to be finding out a lot more about them, not just in the show, but I'm going to be continuing this conversation about the work that they're doing, because it's celebrating art in Luton. We're celebrating art in Luton with a fantastic exhibition, which is going to be exploring um, portraits of uh, contemporary women across Britain, which is showcasing at the uh, storefront gallery in Luton and the launch was this week and this exhibition has been created by no other than the very awesome, awesome <laughs> German artist, photographer mm. Katrine Weibel. Hello and assalamu alaikum. Hello my dear. Yes, hello. I bow low even if you don't see it but I'm so impressed about your morning inspiration and your voice is full of energy <laughs> so please lend me something. Yeah, I'm a little bit shy in front of the microphone. Yeah. Oh bless you, bless oh. you. But no. um, it's an absolute pleasure to have you join us today and um, this is a project that's been Mm -hmm. created by Luton Culture in celebration of the remarkable women in Luton and Khadija (laughs) is one of those awesome awesome women that's part of this exhibition Mm -hmm. which is showcasing at the the storefront gallery. Assalamu alaikum Khadija Now you know why I'm really really excited because you're Moroccan and Katrine you're German a little bit. A little yeah. bit. A yes, little bit. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, oh, oh. And I'm just loving the, co- the the cosmopolitan vibe of the show mm-hmm. today. So I'm going to be learning a bit about your culture as well mm. as uh, your love for Luton with this exhibition. Yeah. Now, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Khadija. Now, you're, uh, I understand you're an artist. Yeah. Uh-huh. So my name is Khadija. I'm 18 years old. I am an art and design student at Barnfield College. I've been living in Luton since one year and five months. So, yeah. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> and now you're exhibited yeah. in an exhibition. I mean, how did that come about? So I had my work experience, you know, the carnival arts. Mm-hmm. So I had my work experience like really normally. And Katrina just came and she asked me, can I take mm-hmm. a picture of you? I was like, yeah, of course, if you want to. And I didn't think that it's going to like be something really big, uh-huh. like call for interviews and exhibition and stuff like that. So, yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. And I've seen some of those pictures and I'm like 
oh goodness me this is not what <laughs> I was expecting and what's really quite exciting because it looks mm. at fashion but it also looks at dual cultural heritage yes. I mean Katrina uh, yeah. have I pronounced your name correctly let's get Katrina that. Katrina okay. it's perfect oh thank you <laughs> she's so good um, no. tell us about what how you got a, uh, you came about this exhibition and what it means to you yes so first of all it's um for me it's a heart beating project mm-hmm. and um yeah it means the whole kingdom it's all inclusive in this oasis and everything starts with um that i met this wonderful in your words yes he's he's the most yes adorable and also inspiring curator his name is matthew sean and i know him quite a few long time and i'm i'm really working internationally and i mean we have all these yes we way we go from one flower to the next country so this is the way i'm i am and i think we are more like a global nom- a nomad and he said katrina i have a little de- it's um it's a little space called departure lounge and there you find already the name inside lounge and departure so we always get it we are ready to start and then um yes he said so why don't you have a look on this kind of um, diversity cultures mm-hmm. inside Luton? Mm-hmm. And of course, we know a little bit the reputation about Luton. It's, it's sometimes, hmm, it's, it has these gray shadows and we want to have some light. And immediately when I came here, I was, yeah, I was touched and moved by the, by the attention what I get um, from all the women. You just, you just walk huh, with the gracefulness and then if you smile, you get the smile back. So this was one of my starting points and I said, my God, you know, to find something like vibrant like this, full of dignity, full of pride and the culture diversity and, and they all, you know, they, these are like surfers, they are surfing inside the city and the streets and then Yes, you can catch them. And this is what I wanted to show. The, mostly, sorry, and then you come. The, the invisibility and the beauty of each of us. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about women, we're talking, yes, I want to include the men as well. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Yeah. Wow, you've actually said some really beautiful things about the fact that the women, the smiles that you see yeah. and the women smiling back, the people of Luton smiling back at you, um, and then you're kind of encapsulating yes, this in this exhibition. It's so it's true. Very, it's a new installation, it's a new exhibition, it's yeah. real, it's actually looking at different a different side and different perspective of all these women, mm-hmm. and they're not just um, mm-hmm. women across Luton um, that are specifically from one group. It's very culturally diverse. Yes. You don't just have um, women from one culture you have them from all cultures not and, and also including muslim women yeah. in this as well um folks if you've just tuned mm. into the show you're listening to misha miser taking all the way up to 12 o'clock on the urban cube and i have a wonderful lineup of guests this morning kind of inspiring you motivating you with creative conversations and happy thoughts we're going to be talking to them very very shortly in depth about some of the awesome projects that are happening in Luton we are celebrating Luton today not just with Katrina um, Khatija but also another very dynamic um, young man by the name of Bilal Hussein who is a local businessman entrepreneur and he's going to be talking to us about everything Luton Um, I'm also joined by another very remarkable young lady over the phone all the way from London inshallah by the name of Sarah Anika Malik. She is the director and writer of a new play called Salam. Um, and this play is uh, tackles Islamophobia. And she'll be sh- talking to us shortly about her, her journey as a writer and a student of politics as well, and how she's using her platform to kind of engage, inspire um, uh, 
her voice through theatre. So this is all happening on this morning's show. Now, if you'd like to get engaged with any of the conversations and you know what to do, you need to contact us on 07779481822. Topic of today's show, in, in, in connection with um, the theme of Inspire FM this week, we are actually talking about manners. We're talking about manners and we're talking about respecting our elders. Have we lost the art of manners in 2019? Can you think of any things that where you feel that, you know what, that's not good etiquette? Does having a mobile phone sometimes um, make you lose a bit of uh, etiquette, um, especially, for example, if you're going out and having a meal, and then do you think phones should be banned off the table? Yes. Um, Katrina, what do you think? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. I think, you know, if you're sitting on the table, it's a place of communication, mm. and there is, a, now I see in your beautiful eyes, they are sparkling, you know, and it's so important to have this kind of conversation mm. and to feel and to touch, you know, these synergies, and if you have a phone, yes, it distracts you, and it gives you also the respect of that we are that we are together and so right. close mm. if i see her and you know this is a i think it's a celebration and each conversation should start like this and we have to be aware where's our second nature mm. where is it mm. you know yeah and you that's a very interesting point about nature coming back to nature mm. do you think yeah. we need to be out more with nature and yeah. like, like maybe leave the phones we're not on our humanity you know we're not mm. reacting to each other you know we're just on our phone social media so we forgot everything about us mm-hmm. around us about other people mm. we're just thinking about ourselves when we are on our phone like searching or even mm-hmm. like just using social media we're not having real conversation it's just mm-hmm. like virtual you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we need to maybe talk with each other more trying to do more activities with each other and like yes yeah. and what's called i think you make a wonderful point because it's it's what is authentic and is this kind of di- um diverse no no device device mm-hmm. diverse mm-hmm. yes if if this is really what we are searching for and i think we have to trust our feeling and the omnipresent of this mobile phone and also the, the, the selfies, I, I, really, I really find there must be another outcome for this. Come on, I don't want to get the times back because a, mm. a mobile phone helps us along. You know, mm, I find my way and the, yeah, yeah. the train station, I was in time or not. But anyway, but I think to have to rise in awareness and to more celebrate the moment where we are in, mm. I think this helps. Mm. Yeah. And you're celebrating a moment, aren't you, Katrina, with your exhibition uh, at the storefront. Um, And this is a really, really intriguing exhibition because it's really celebrating the contemporary women across Britain, starting from Luton. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, And it's a celebration of how many women have you encapsulated in in this exhibition? To be very honest, I don't know the numbers Ooh. because I'm, yes, I'm a little bit handicapped with numbers. They are a lot and they're always like a wave. It's going, it's going beyond. Mm-hmm. And it's not about, um, but each one of them, I, I get something what's called uniqueness and mm-hmm. the power of their own one. And this is so much more important than the numbers. Mm-hmm. So they are a lot. And it's not only an exhibition, but I don't, the exhibition is too limited, the right. words. Uh-huh. So it means in an exhibition, you go in mm-hmm. and maybe it's a white cube or not. This time it's pink. It's mm-hmm. very important that it's pink. So you have this color and I hope it's, yes, you feel invited to yeah. come. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. then 
um, the performance starts because it's an interaction. So, oh. yeah, yes, please give me the chance that you come. And I then if I, I will be there. Uh -huh. I'm most of the time I'm there. So, and I was my camera and then we play around. So, you know, I, I turn you into, a, it's not, sometimes we want to be, you know, we want to have this beauty and um, this selfies in the, in the, with, with all the filters. I'm not, I'm, I try to make something different but mm -hmm. it's often it's good that you see how far i can go to this to reach this kind of because the stereotypes and then you find yourself this mm -hmm. is very important for interesting me. interesting and i'm going to mm -hmm. talk to you a little bit more about this experience because mm -hmm. it's a very interactive experience yes. where you're so you're actually invited it's like a boutique a boutique it, okay. it looks like a boutique uh -huh. a high fashion boutique everybody uh -huh. uh, they come in and it's not only open for women it's also um there are a lot of uh, you know these beautiful boys coming in that hmm this look fancy so what is it and then it's about you okay so so it, to change the room uh, yes so wow um, wow wow i wasn't expecting that i mean i've just i've just seen some information here and talks about like it's about highlighting dual identity that many women lead through their wardrobe and you yeah. you've invited women to kind of pose for two formal portraits each duo portrait and wearing their professional day-to-day -day clothing and then wearing their clothes that define their cultural and national identity. Yes, and this is for me oh. so, so important to have the cultural identity. Uh, and beca because um, most of the time, I think we are like in the uniform. Mm -hmm. It's a uniform of H&M or what you have, Zara or mm -hmm. so. And where, and then we we uh, we start to be looking the same, you know. But here in Luton, it was this was particular. Um, what I saw, there are a lot of proudness, and the, you see women work um, from. I work with with one wonderful from Ghana, you know, mm. Patty, and she has even if it's cold, mm. but if you wear your your cultural heritage, and you wear it, I think yeah, you shine and wow. you give so, and so much more strength. And I love the fact that you just mm. mentioned, even if it's cold, yes. she'll still wear her beautiful yes. um, dress from Ghana, representing yeah. her cultural yeah. identity. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what weather it is, <laughs> yeah. she will no. still shine no. and still look beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it's that strength and confidence that you're trying to encapsulate yes. of the cultural um, connections in, in this uh, project. Now, coming to you, Khadija, mashallah, I mean, I've seen your <laughs> image. Goodness me. Um, be beautiful hijab in a lovely, elegant dress. And holding a sledgehammer <laughs> yeah now katrina just talked about breaking stereotypes yeah, yeah. that's beyond stereotypes <laughs> yeah. what's going on there girl <laughs> so we know that society tried to create multiples uh-huh the society want everybody look same and especially the woman you know we have a beauty standard we need to look like this yes. we need to be fit we need to be like really elegant fragile we need mm -hmm. to be protected by men and stuff like that so this picture tried to broke Mm -hmm. literally mm -hmm. the stereotypes and the fact that men think the men thinks that women are really fragile you know mm -hmm. they need to be protected and this picture i just try to make them just like recognize that we are not fragile you know okay. we are women we have our strength we we, have we can do a lot of things mm -hmm. you know yes and we are smart we Wonderful. are powerful mm -hmm. we we can do a lot of mm -hmm. things uh -huh. and you can see it through the picture mm -hmm. that i try to express um 
what I feel, you know? And was that your idea or was that Katrina's idea? idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why did she get the same <laughs> Like, I just bring the dress uh-huh. and, like, a man was, like, mm-hmm. using a hammer and she asked him, can I use your hammer? And it just came, you and know? It, we it, didn't it, plan for it. Yes, yes. So, and it's it's really strong to hold it up. Oh, gosh, it is. It looks but very heavy. Yes, yeah. it is heavy. Really? But for me, it was the interpretation of the Jean d'Arc. Okay. A modern... Yeah, we are, I'm searching for something what's diverse and she has all this in your beautiful face and it's, we can be fragile. I oh. love to be fragile. Of course. I love to have emotions. Uh, but uh, sometimes when it's time, yes, don't put us in one box and this is the whole project yeah. and this is one of the main issue of visions where I try to, to fly in. Mm-hmm. Don't show Luton the way it represents all the time. Okay. Show it like, like a cosmopolitan place. We all one on this, you know, fragile world. This is such a complex. Uh-huh. And um, yes, and and I think in each image what I show, you will not, you will never get this is Luton. So be proud of your pride. There are so much more, you know, hidden places and put it into the invisibility put it into yeah into light and into a, f- a flashlights mm-hmm. sometimes it can we can be louder mm-hmm. so it's it's all there <coughs> and it clearly is i mean just you just talking about it has made me quite intrigued uh, to come and see this exhibition now mm-hmm. it is being held at um the storefront um this is uh, based at the departure sorry it's um departure, de- departure lounge it's yes. in collaboration with the department Departure Lounge, yes. as well as <coughs> Luton Culture, yes. who have supported this. Can I? Oh, mm-hmm. can, sorry, inter- because um, for me this is very important because mm-hmm. I have such a wonderful team of women mm-hmm. who are working with me mm-hmm. and who who makes it happen. There's a lot of research going before, so mm-hmm. if it's you know to keep the respect of these women mm-hmm. of color and all the devils, if they accept it, if they're interested in this, because mm. it's not about me. Mm-hmm. I really love to be beyond. But with their power, I think, yeah, we can create something called womanhood of modernity. Womanhood of modernity, which is a real celebration of contemporary women in Britain, and yes. it's definitely contemporary women in Luton in all of their facets, from um, their working look to their cultural heritage. It's a real celebration of both those that dual heritage coming together, exhibited at um, uh, the storefront gallery, which um, is led by is created by mm-hmm. Matthew Shaw that yes. you've just mentioned now, mm-hmm. uh, who's the director of the Dep- Departure Lounge. But it's also part of another project called um is it called as you change, change yes. yes yes so it's part of this project which is there's a lot of exhibitions under this mm-hmm. banner in which yeah. seems to be uh <laughs> growing in popularity and we're hearing mm-hmm. more and more about it and this is yeah. quite exciting for somebody of um for me in luton because i want to see more of this so mm-hmm. are we ex- can we and um, what else can we expect as part of this exhibition because it's a long it's, it's, it's a long term it's project a long term. yes so tell us how this works um <clears throat> Sorry, um, I'm just here. I f- this is a part of. I'm. I'm just one chapter, mm-hmm. and hopefully, I I will transform it into something huge or you know p- powerful. So there are a lot of other projects coming up, mm-hmm. and Matthew has had make an range of um, other artists internationally. Or but it's not the question about um, where do you come from. Is where do you want to see yourself, mm-hmm. and as you can change. Mm-hmm. So immediately I. Um, if you if you come to Luton, 
And there you see, um, you can dream. You know, you, you what's uh, the big billboard there? Mm -hmm. So this was, ah, this yeah. is part of it. Right, so everybody right. knows it. And the, this was the first communication I have had with Luton. So to, saw, to see this billboard, and I think it works so well. And just beyond... Uh, there, next to the head factory, there's a departure launch. If you don't know where it is, mm -hmm. so yes, is. And, that, and that's a really exciting space yes. that we, uh, as artists, as creatives, as people who appreciate creativity, are looking forward to seeing grow because I don't think mm -hmm. there is enough spaces to yes. celebrate um, good art or mm -hmm. art that's inclusive. Now, coming to you, Khadija, mashallah. <laughs> I mean, I through this project, I get to find out about you. I would not have known who you are, but I'm so enamoured by your strength <laughs> and your courage. Um, you're a student who has actually come from, um, is it France? Uh, I'm half French. Actually, it's difficult for me to explain it. Uh -huh. Every time when people ask me, where are you from? Am I Moroccan? Am I French? So actually, I'm French originally from Morocco. Uh -huh. So my mom, she was born in France, uh, but her parent was Moroccan. And my dad is Moroccan. Okay, mashallah. So, yeah. Um, what's the question? And so you come from France to study yeah. in the UK. Yeah. Um, and that's quite brave to do so. And, and you're studying art and design. Um, how's your experience been so far? Um, actually, when I came here with my five brothers and my mom, <laughs> it was quite difficult, you know, you living alone with your mom. And um, we are like six girls and one boy. <laughs> And um, I just, I don't know how to explain. When I came here in the UK, I felt, oh, I want to live here forever. You know, oh. the diversity, oh. you know, I can wear my hijab freely. I can practice my religion. And in France, it's not the same. Of course. You know, and in Morocco, it's quite, you know, it's, it's a Muslim country, but it's not the same feeling, you know. I just mm -hmm. had enough of Morocco, you know. Okay, it's a Muslim country, but we don't have the same chances, you know, to progress and do a lot mm -hmm. of things. And then when I came to UK, I was like, wow, it's totally different from France and Morocco, you know. You can practice your religion, you have the same chance. If you are Christian, Jewish or Buddhist mm -hmm. or even Muslim, you have the same chances, you know. I can go to university with my hijab, I can work... Uh, so as a Muslim hijab, woman, yeah. you feel a lot more confident yeah. in as the a girl UK. as well. You know, wow. we don't have like the sexuality problem. You know, women cannot have the same work as men. You know, mm -hmm. we so have more equal, yeah, equal, equal opportunity for you. Which yeah, if your gender, your identity. So what has that done for you then, as a Muslim hijab wearing woman from France living in the UK? You know, when I came here, I was a little bit scared that they're mm. going to ask me to take off my scarf. Oh, in wow. France, we cannot study uh, oh, with the, our scarf, mm. you know, headscarf. So I just, uh, I was a little bit stressed and I just went to my school and they was, I don't know, they was so, they understand me, you know, they was, oh, you wear a scarf, you're Muslim, can, you can study with your scarf here. I was like, okay, we're a European country, you know, is France is a European country, you know, but... It's not the same. It's a huge difference between France and UK. I'm not a liar. I promise you. Okay, you you're you're France, obviously somebody who has yes. experience. You're and speaking they, with experience. Yeah, and they give you a lot of, uh, of chances. You know, in France, if you fail, you fail. Right. But in, in UK, you have a second chance every okay. time. Okay. If mm. you don't go to university, you have like apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. You can have a job. You can, you know, in France, you need to go to university, have a master, not a bachelor degree. You need Ooh. a master if you want to get a good job. Um, if you wear a scarf, you cannot get to a job. You know, you need to take off your scarf. You know, it's really, really difficult to live as a Muslim in France. And I, um, actually now it's more difficult, you know, right. the racism and stuff like that just grow up it's mm -hmm. just 
And yeah. it's quite mm-hmm. saddening to hear that yeah. from somebody who's experienced yeah. this. Mm-hmm. But it's really wonderful to hear that yeah. you're here in the UK, mm-hmm. in Luton. You're, you know, you're having a wonderful time as uh, as an academic. You're able to nurture and grow yeah. uh, as a Muslim woman with nothing stopping you from yeah. wearing your uh, headscarf, wearing your hijab and um, studying and mm. living as comfortably yeah. as you deserve to be living. Yeah. So alhamdulillah, that's a beautiful, yeah, beautiful thing. And yeah. now you're in this exhibition. <laughs> Goodness yeah. me. Um, so folks, if you've just tuned in, you are listening to The Urban Q with me, Shamiza. The time is is at 10 at 23 and I'm not alone in the studio. I am absolutely um, delighted to introduce two really remarkable women in the studio today who are part of a very exciting exhibition that has been... Um, uh, showcased in Luton, in the heart of Luton, and the exhibition aims to explore the explore the importance clothing plays in personal and cultural identity and how working environments can limit women's everyday fashion choices and the ability to express their personality, cultural heritage or religious beliefs. This is a a, uh, an exhibition which looks at uh, uh, photo, well portraits of uh, contemporary w- women across Britain and it's been created by the artist Katrina Val, who's in the studio. She's a very well-known German artist, mashallah, so it's an absolute pleasure to have her join us today on Inspire FM. Also, one of the participants in the exhibition is Khatija. Now, Khatija is uh, a student of art and design, and um, she has been featured in this exhibition, one of her portraits, which is really breaking down stereotypes. <laughs> an absolutely beautiful in- image of like, you look like a princess in it a princess in a beautiful hijab um, a beautiful modest elegant dress and then she's holding a sledgehammer I mean what a contrast <laughs> guys we're going to be catching up with uh, Katrina and um, the wonderful Khadija on just straight off the break we are heading over to the break at the moment now today's conversation or today's topic is all about manners and the reason why we're talking about manners is because we are running Inspire FM's Good Character Week and we're today we're looking at manners so I we've been talking to Katrina and the wonderful Khadija about phone etiquette um, should you know does that make one look a little bit ill-mannered if they're actually using their phone um, uh, in a restaurant whilst eating um, yeah I want to find out what sort of what what makes you annoyed what sort of uh, things annoy you and do you think that we need to be a little bit more you know we need to embrace manners a little bit more and who should be educating um, or re-engaging us with these manners again oh do you know what i'm getting a little exhausted i'm just going on and on i need a break so i'm gonna head off to a break and inshallah see you straight after this assalamu alaikum a brand new show has just landed at inspire fm mother's planet join us on air or via facebook for a good old chinwag about motherhood share your experience or expertise with others whether it's what's the best shampoo to use or what to cook for dinner the floor of discussion is yours. Join me, Neelam, Fridays at 10 a.m. only on Inspire FM. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. 
Good morning and assalamu alaikum. It's 10.30, Monday, 21st of January, and you're listening to The Urban Q with me, Shamiza, taking all the way up to 12 o'clock this morning. I hope you've had a fantastic weekend and an absolutely wonderful start to the week. It's Monday, people, um, so hopefully you'll get a little bit of Monday motivation on the show this morning, and we're having creative conversations with another absolutely awesome panel of guests, and we're throwing over the Love Luton vibe, because we are talking all things Luton on the show this morning with a fantastic exhibition which is being launched and created at um, the very awesome storefront gallery um, in Luton which is just uh, you come out of the train station and it's just opposite the hat factory. Now, I'm joined by the uh, remarkable young lady behind this exhibition, which is a real celebration, and it aims to explore the importance of how clothing plays in personal and cultural identity and how work, working environments can limit women's everyday fashion choices and the ability to express their personality, cultural heritage or religious beliefs. Now, you know I love a bit of fashion, I love a little bit of faith and I love art so this is a real real exhibition that really kind of resonates very well with me i've had also the opportunity to speak to one of the delightful participants in this exhibition it's no other than khatija ir fadan um who is one of the participants and the lady behind this uh, uh this awesome um uh, the photographs and the portraits uh, celebrating dual identity as Katrine Val. So, well, uh, welcome again to the show, ladies. And and how good are morning. you? Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Yeah, yeah. good morning. Um, thank you so very much for joining me today. I mean, the more I'm finding out about this ex- exhibition, I'm getting more and more excited because it's a real celebration of womanhood and contemporary women in Britain, in Luton, but it also is a real explora- exploration celebration of dual um, a dual uh, um, identity and um, I want to ask you Khatija what does dual identity mean to you if we're trying if we're re-explaining this to our listeners this morning D- uh, dual identity is when you um, kind of um, how I can explain it with the really good words is when what you're showing is not your real you okay I mean, for example, if you are a girl, it doesn't mean you're fragile or really, you know, mm-hmm. you need protection. That's dual identity. For example, a woman can do everything, mm-hmm. any job. So that's dual identity. For example, Muslim girl, uh, you have some some girl wear scarf and some others doesn't wear scarf. It doesn't mean they don't practice the religion in the same way. Okay. For example, if you have... Um, student who fell his study doesn't mean he's not smart that's for me the uh, dual identity yeah. mean you know that's really wonderful. interesting yeah oh, isn't it wonderful isn't mm. it a statement we have to inhale this yeah, yeah. we need to take <laughs> a step back you know mm. to yeah. try to know people it's not just the first look to mm. tell you everything about the person for me is that so Yon, we shouldn't be judging people yeah um by the book by its cover we yeah. should kind of know get to know them a little bit more and um, like remove the layers a little bit back and find out a little yeah. bit more and is this what your exhibition is aiming to do katrina yes yes it's um, um you know trying to step out of each cliche it's yes it means step out of each cliche, cliche and don't think in boxes mm-hmm. and give everybody you know the same um respect and or whomever you meet and for me it's very important that i'm not shooting and here we come on come on we mm. are both mothers mm. Huh? Mm. you have a lot of them i have also a lot of them, <laughs> these kind of 
human beings they are so beautiful but i think she's yes she's what she's young she's beautiful she's all there ready for to start the world but we come on let's let's share us um we are women on a different kind of life mm -hmm. a walk of life but i feel young i feel mm -hmm. young like a teenager we always say in our teens so and therefore and i'm searching it as i'm yeah i'm, I'm um uh, fashion is, is is a huge part of me mm -hmm. i mean fashion or identity how do i want to look or so on and then it's a limitation mm -hmm. and i want to celebrate age mm. so and i want to show that age has a dignity has a beauty and each of us is a little cinderella or princess so working with her hmm, you look at her it's easy to shoot so you have to go the beyond to mm -hmm. find something different but having a wonderful woman coming out you know mm, and i and i think um beauty has no age this is also mm -hmm. one big part from from the show so please and i'm not interested in all this kind of you know 18 70 21 20 no please 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 join me because mm -hmm. then the challenge starts ah. for me now you've just said join me so yeah. i'm assuming you're inviting participants oh, yes. to oh, yes, get involved yes. with this project so mm -hmm. how do they do that how do mm -hmm. they get involved yeah i have wonderful as i told you it's like a mantra for me my team or mm -hmm. this team hazel and sammy and so there are a lot of women who try and um to get you know the woman mm -hmm. Through. There was a there was a call on in the BBC in the yes. radio station, uh -huh. so they come, but I walk um, in the street and then I speak to them. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And also, I was waiting for this princess in the morning, and she oh I was waiting because she was already here anyhow. Sometimes we have this uh -huh. misunderstanding, and then I met another woman. I said, "Hmm, you look so beautiful, mm -hmm. you know." But um, and so she will be in. It's a very I think it's a very um, spontaneous reaction, mm -hmm. and if they trust me or not. But most of them, yeah, I have the honor that they, um, yeah, they, they trust you. Now, this is what I mm -hmm. find really quite remarkable and beautiful because I've seen some of the images, and normally Muslim women. I mean, this is yeah. a, this is a very cultural diverse yes, project. Yeah. It's not specifically for Muslim women. I do need to kind of make a point of that because sometimes we have this these projects which is like targeting Muslim women because they want to show that they're not oppressed. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to have a deep sigh yeah. because we know they're not. Yeah. But here we go yeah. again. Yeah. And this is a really, this is very it's diverse. It's, it's, it's each of us. It's about womanhood. Yes. It's not about faith. It's about celebration mm -hmm. yeah. of your personality um, and also celebration of who you are. And you explained that very beautifully at the beginning of the yeah. interview, which, guys, you can catch on the repeat at 8pm <laughs> this evening. Um, so, I'll, I'll, you know, this makes me really, really quite excited when, mm -hmm. you know, the way you spoke of the fact that it's just celebrating who you are the fact yeah. that you're a proud muslim woman but you're also quite confident yeah. and articulate and you want to make a way in the world um, yeah. as an artist and she will do this inshallah she <laughs> will, she will. <laughs> um, so this is open call to women from all backgrounds all ages all cultural um, uh, identities. It's a celebration of your heritage, a celebration of who you are and where you're at now in your life. And it's yes. about Luton. It's a celebration of Luton. And as you said so be beautifully and so eloquently um, earlier on, Katrine, you talked about how the fact is, you know, when you mm -hmm. smile at people, hear this smile back. Yeah. I, I totally believe that. I've said that to so many people and nobody seems to believe me. They do. People they, in Luton smile yes, back. Yes, <laughs> yes. But um, for, for 
being a photographer uh -huh. means um, that my own incapacity, how I look, mm -hmm. is so fragile. So if I can illuminate myself, and I work a lot with, my, with, mm -hmm. with me, in all different, you will never think, oh, this is one person. So how right. many identities lie in each of us? Right, right. So if you open the wardrobe in the morning and say, oh my God, it's a, it's a dark Monday. It's not so shiny, by the way, or how you, uh, you know, I have... I, I bring sparkle I, into the no, studio. No, the sun, <laughs> yes, but the sunset has... Yeah, okay, let, let's make it. Uh, um, and um, uh, we open this wardrobe and it, it's, it's different, you know, if mm. you want to put on dark you know mm -hmm. black or if mm -hmm. you put lipstick on a little bit of mascara and then here we go and uh, so we have this chance and there this is one main goal for me is mm -hmm. to to embrace and to feel inspired mm -hmm. and this woman because yeah i'm coming from a very can i say this very boring um pale country uh it's it's very hmm Yes, we have this one tone, you know, mm -hmm. if the sound is always like a monotone, monitoring, yes, it's, yeah, yeah, so it depends on you. And here you have this whirlpool, you have this whirlpool, if you put it into colors, they have all different sounds. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's an orchestra and who's the conductor and the conductor can be you. So uh, in the way you see it, this is, this is, I think, um, and I mean it like this. It sounds so colourful, yeah. just in the way you're expressing yeah. um, your, your thoughts around it. And, it. and it definitely is, because I've, the, the launch happened on Friday, or was it Thursday? Thursday, Thursday. Um, It was Thursday, and mm -hmm. there was um, images already up in the storefront. Yeah. Um, and so how many have been already exhibited and how many more are required? Oh, can I, um, yeah. can I tell something? So it was the, the biggest compliment for me this was most of the women, they were there. Mm -hmm. They were really coming. So and it has a strange connection because you see them in their proudness yeah. or the way I captured them. Yeah. And they looked so strong, and then they were, you know, there, and it was chatting, and everybody was, oh, this is you, oh my God, you look so different, you look so beautiful, so... And the invisibility, because normally these women, they will pass each other. Okay, okay. They don't have any communication, but in this, what do you think, was it like this? Because in this communication, in this exhibition space, there was a real connection, like, I mean, like uh, yes, building up um, something what's called womanhood on right. all, they were so different and if i call there were also quite a few men involved so uh -huh. It, it was an open, I think it was an open... Uh -huh. It was a real celebration spectrum, of people yeah. coming together yes. and sharing a common goal, a common yes. ground, and, and that love, was... And then I stopped talking. Um, what I love is that it's a process. Uh -huh. It's an interaction. So this gallery, I would think, mm, it's more like a boutique, so please mm -hmm. enter. And then in the, um, the final, it's not a final destination. Mm -hmm. I, do, I never like to read, really, but it will be on the Women's Day. Um, celebrating this this kind, it is important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, March. So these mm -hmm. photographs are produced in the changing room. Will be exhibited at the storefront Luton from 18th of January to the 9th of March 2019, 
um, with a closing event coinciding with International Women's Day on Friday 8th of March. So this is kind of a long project all the way up into International yes, Women's Day. Yes, it gives Day. me more little bit more time yeah, yeah, yeah. to breathe and to feel inspired. Yeah. Feel inspired by the absolutely wonderful mm. women across the town. Um, this is an open call as well. So you, when do you invite people to come? I mean, how do people get involved and how do they get connected with you? How does it work? It's very smooth and tender. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you want to enter, it's open, okay. but it has a special um, days. Okay. It starts at one. One. Yeah. At one till six. One till six. And is this yes, what days each will day. that be? Each day. Each day. Not a Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So each day, one to six, you can mm. come into the storefront yeah. gallery, which is Butte Street. Um, yeah. It's near the Hat Factory. Yeah. Um, this is an art gallery space, um, uh, which is led by Matthew Shaw, who's the uh, who's the director of this space, mm. and he's also one of the uh, supporters uh, who's created this oh, project yeah. with you. Um, it's by Luton Culture. Um, and it's uh, it's got a lot of people talking about it. Yes, it really has. Yes, it is. It is. Um, I think. Yeah, it's. Um, this is the wonderful thing. What I more and more I work in my artistic life mm -hmm. is if you collaborate, mm -hmm. then you make things happen. If you're yes. alone crying there, you know it doesn't it doesn't make has doesn't have any effect. But if you collaborate, if you're willing to you know to give your heart, and this is why believe me. Since I started this project in in the dark days of yeah of December, I didn't sleep. I just work, work, work. You sh she saw me working. So in the night, I, I shoot the whole day, and then I find another one. In the night, I go through the images. And it's not only mm -hmm. a photography. I'm a filmmaker. Right. Mostly I'm a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. So to tell the filmmaker, I mean, each story for me, an image, has its own narratives. Mm -hmm. It has no beginning. It has, yes, it has, it's not like a snapshot. I hate the word snapshot. Mm -hmm. It's full of, no, no, it's, it has a story. And um, hopefully you will find it. Mm, the story and the story yeah. is something that you're wanting yeah. to tell through the image yeah. that you were yeah. in as well, Definitely. which is a very yeah. powerful image. It was a real um, oxymoron with, you've got, Fragile and mas you know, True. feminine and masculine yeah. in this very modest but beautiful and strong image of a Muslim woman um, holding a sledgehammer. People, yeah. um, she looked dangerous, but she's not. She's not. Now, I think that kind of resonates quite interestingly to your actual career aspirations as an art and design student. Um, why did you want to kind of go in that line, uh, that that area of work? What is it about art and design that appeals to you? I wanted to inspire first young ladies, you know, young Muslim ladies. Mm -hmm. um, want them to feel beautiful, loving their selves, you know, and feeling that even if I'm a Muslim woman, I can be someone who inspire other young women. I can, like, sometimes I'm, I'm just planning to be maybe a famous person to just inspire young Muslim mm. ladies. And today you can see, like, love Instagram uh, girls, um, YouTubers, they inspire young ladies. Mm. And I was like, how can I use what I, what I, um, I can do, like mm. art and design, my speciality, to inspire other, other ladies? Mm. And I'm an art and design student. Photography is a type of art. Mm. So how can I combine myself with what I like mm -hmm. to inspire other girls. And when she came and started talking to me, I was like, that's a good opportunity. Just try to do it and maybe it's gonna be something big, you know? But I was not expecting that it's gonna be that big, you know? Wow, so, well, you yeah. weren't expecting it to be yeah. this big, which, you know, I feel that, I feel that it's gonna grow bigger 
Um, Hopefully. Inshallah, Inshallah. project because it's Inshallah. just bringing so many people together of different cultures mm, yeah. and getting to see another side of Luton, which is yeah. very bright and vibrant and But colorful. I think um, if Luton, if you, if you, it's just like a placeholder mm -hmm. for so many more countries or mm. I, I don't, I, I it's, I think it's performing the borders, mm -hmm. or we don't think in borders, or we don't need mm -hmm. them, and this is this is I think the main question, is uh, you know to to feel alive and kicking in this area, and it's not about yeah nationality. This is what I'm. It's this is this is bringing people together, humankind together. And we are here. Mm. We are here together. So sometimes little gestures can change, has a big impact. Definitely. And one of the topics on today's show is we're talking about manners and good manners. Have we lost the art of manners? Has social media impacted the way we relate to people in our day to day mm -hmm. interactions? Is is social media or our mobile phones um, impacting our communication standards? Have we lowered the standard or uh, so forth. Um, would love to find out what your thoughts are. I mean, are you a parent that um, does not allow mobile phones in certain zones of your house? Um, and if you are, I'd love to find out how you actually manage to do that. Now, in order to get in contact with us, you know what to do. It's WhatsApp is on 07779481822. Now, if you'd like to find out a little bit more about this project, which is happening at the storefront in gallery, um, it's an open call from one to six each day, inviting people to come forward um, and to be photographed in this wonderful space um, to, to create these wonderful portraits by no other than the very awesome Katrina Vale Val, who is in the studio right now with me. Um, the Departure Lounge Storefront Gallery has actually been transform, transformed into a fashion photography studio and changing room um, to enable people to be photographed, which is like, those are fun, right? Everybody yeah. loves dressing up and fashion, <laughs> so it's, it's quite quirky mm -hmm. um, and it sounds like loads and loads of fun. Um, today's show, folks, uh, we are also going to be joined by another Luton, somebody who's passionate about Luton, it's no other than a businessman extraordinaire, Bilal, um, Bilal, who is going to be joining us uh, very, very shortly to talk to us about um, his his charity work, getting us more charitable and also talking to us about um, manners, manners as a parent. Um, Bilal will be joining us very, very shortly. Now, I'm also going to be joined by another very, very talented young lady by the name of uh, Sa uh, Sarah Anika Malik. Now, Sarah Anika Malik is going to be presenting her debut play Salam, which is pre premiering at Vault 2019, exploring Islamophobia and the experience of being a Muslim in modern London. Now, she's going to be um, talking to us after 11.30 about this very exciting play which she has written and she's directed. And it's actually an interesting play between a daughter, a, a relationship between a mother and daughter. Um, and it will be, she'll be talking to us in a little bit more depth about that very, very shortly. Now, um, in the studio with me is Katrine and it's also Khatija. And coming to Khatija, um, the play Salam that I'm going to be speaking to Sarah <laughs> about talks about the relationship between mother and daughter um, and it kind of also explains it talks about their relationship but as they face the mounting Islamophobia that's been throwing their lives into mm -hmm. turmoil mm -hmm. now we've just talked about your your experience in France and the impact Islamophobia mm -hmm. is having on the way you dress the way you work um, 
has it impacted your relationship in the home with your mother, say? Because I'm kind of like bouncing off this play mm -hmm. in any way. Me and my mom, we're really close to each other. We are like a friend. Mm -hmm. So she trusts me and I trust her. So she's my confidence, she's everything for me. So, for example, when I told her about um, this project, mm. she was behind me and pushing me. Oh, wow. She was, do it, do it, yeah. do it, you can do it, you're, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're everything. I'm not saying that because you're my daughter, you know, like, because I know you, you're a good person. So she was always pushing me. And um, when we was living in France, she was um, the first, uh, I was 12 years old when I wore my hijab. Mm -hmm. So I was quite young. And when I told her, she was, maybe mm -hmm. you're too young, you know, take mm -hmm. your time. You know, mm -hmm. we're living in France. You know, mm -hmm. you need to take off your scarf before going uh, inside your school. You know, take your time and see young. And she was always um, trying to convince me maybe I'm too young mm -hmm. because of the society, you know. Right. And after when I wear my scarf, everything, I'm not going to lie. I was um, crying because, mm -hmm. you know, my friend was telling telling me like, oh, you know, you're not beautiful with scarf, you know. Uh, you had, mm -hmm. you know, beautiful hair where you're covering your hair, you're young. They was always judging mm -hmm. me. And even outside, like some people were staring at me, you know, because I was Muslim. It's, it's, it's weird, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, after my mom, like she tried to talk to me, she was, you know, it's your religion. You need to believe in, you know, in God, not uh, on people. You know, people are going to stare at you every time. They just need something to talk about you to just looking at you, you know. And after that, I was like, you know, you're beautiful, Khadija. You're a Muslim girl. You need to show to everybody that you're proud to be a Muslim, you know. And when I wore my scarf, I was walking proudly and I was really happy. Even like sometime I wanted to be like a normal girl, you know, mm. just take off this scarf and just like uh, hang out with my friend with my long black hair, you know. And after that, I was like, no, Khadija, you know, like uh, you need to show to people that you're not going to follow them. You're not going to follow what society told you because if you don't know, French people every time says your beauty mm. is 50 your hair, 50 your face, 50-50. Mm. So some people, they was like, oh, you divided your beauty, you know? You're just like showing your 50. Why are you not showing your other 50, you know? Your 100% beauty. I was like, because I need to show to people what I want to show, you know? I don't want to show everything. And what that's what my mom teach me, you know? She was always, you need to show what you want to show. Mm -hmm. If you want to keep some, some stuff private, you keep them private. You don't need to show everything to everybody. So wow, yeah, wow. So your my mother, mom, she's strengthened <laughs> really, your yeah. belief and strengthened yeah. you even more yeah. so. To my project. mom, she's really strong. You know, she's oh, living she alone with the five children here. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she she kind of give us the right um, way to think. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she give you some advice. She's never gonna tell you <coughs> what to do. Mm -hmm. She's always gonna just give you advice. I'm gonna give you advice. You do whatever you wanna do. It's between you, yourself, and God. You know. Wow, wow, yeah. very inspiring. What's your mother's name? Lamia. Lamia. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Lamia. An absolute pleasure hearing yeah. about you, but I want to see you. Do you think Lamia needs to be fe featured in this exhibition, Katrina? She's already. I, she I have had the ah. chance. Uh, when they came but to the exhibition, but but this is in between us. Uh -huh. yeah, she doesn't yes. want my okay. No, no, really she doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have her. You so, have her. Um, so you're, you're in contact with her. So when you hear somebody like Khadija so mm -hmm. confidently talking about her Muslim mm -hmm. identity, the woman that she is, and passionate about success and ambition, does it make you think that this what the media projects of Muslim women is being oppressed really true? It is. It is. And um, so now we're talking, if you come, uh, a German... 
in Germany, it's even more stricter than mm -hmm. Paris because we don't have this colonial mm -hmm. history. So it's a different kind of access mm -hmm. what you have and living, living very isolated. And yeah, um, I don't feel myself so German, by the mm -hmm. way, so I'm also half French. So I have this kind of roots. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, what I wanted to say today it was very interesting uh, because in my train coming from London here, uh, I was reading the um, Financial Times and there's a big article about um, modern um, Muslim woman fashions because mm -hmm. it's the most growing mm -hmm. fashion yeah, industry. Yeah. And before every um, fashion designer ignore them. Mm -hmm. And now it's a time time for change, but not also giving in the commercial stuff. But I think the, well, this is what you give, the pride. And we need to have these role models. And I want, because this is what we have in Germany. And, there, and I'm, I'm so honored that, you know, that Khadija, she's one of them, who opens up each cliche. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you, she spread out her charm, her intelligence, and she can speak because most of the time people say, with a, you know, it's, it's divided into these rural areas where the scarves coming from. It has nothing to do with this kind of, yeah, mm -hmm. to be modern. But I think here we have the chance and this is why I'm, wow, I mm -hmm. get it. And um, wonderful, you, wonderful. Khadija, you cannot imagine, you know, you changed my world and I mean it like this in a vision and I think the most inspiring thing is to have a vision mm -hmm. and if it's with a scarf it's wonderful if it's without you know come on you with your red hair it's it's beautiful it's beautiful and we have these kind of smiles oh bless you bless you no we're gonna come no. we're gonna carry on with these conversations straight after the break because I am heading to one now inshallah um, after the break I'm gonna be talking all things Luton again with local entrepreneur Bilal Hussein now Bilal is a board member and founding partner of the official charity week Islamic relief which helped raise over 3.5 million worldwide we'll be catching up with him and finding out about uh, manners um, we're going to be talking all everything manners with uh, Bilal and loving Luton too so do not go away come back if you're going to grab yourself a cuppa and join me straight after the break when I'm having more creative conversations on the Urban Cube Assalamu alaikum you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. We are now on to the final hour of the Urban Cube show with me, Shamiza, taking it all the way up to 12 o'clock. It is 11 o'clock exactly, Monday, 21st of January. Um, I'm in great company this morning with wonderful guests in the studio and yourselves as well. We're beaming out to the lovely folk across Luton surrounding areas, Peterborough, Sheffield and Nottingham this morning. I hope you are well wherever you're listening in from and please do get in touch. We'd love to find out where you're listening in from to today if it's nationally locally or internationally always love to hear from you now on today's show we are looking at inspire fam's campaign which is good character week and we're looking at manners we're looking at social media etiquette what is the right way or wrong way to communicate with people and also manners at the table whilst eating food are you a parent or somebody that's very strict about using mobile phones whilst eating or are you somebody that is like not not bothered 
doesn't care whatsoever. Um, in the studio also, I'm joined by two very, very remarkable women. I've had an absolutely wonderful time listening to their creative journey um, as, photog as a photographer, as a filmmaker, as an, and an artist. Extremely inspiring. Um, and the reason why it's inspiring, there's a wonderful exhibition which is celebrating contemporary women in Britain. And it's starting at Luton at the Storefront Gallery, um, Butte Street, where the amazing photographer Katrine Vale Val has joined us today to talk about this wonderful exhibition which there is an open call inviting women to come oh, forward uh, and participate in this uh, exhibition which is actually uh, celebrating dual identity. In the studio also is Khatija um, who is a, a, a remarkable young artist 18 years of age and she's also participated in this really really cool exhibition. Um, so so, uh, once again, thank you for joining me, ladies. Yeah, good morning. Good yeah, morning. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know what? We've really warmed up, haven't we? We've yes. just had yes. lots yes. of conversations yeah. here, and I've been observing That's, you guys. Oh, sparkles. Of oh, I love it. Oh, yes. <laughs> mm. um, but, no, thank you so much for bringing this exhibition to, to Luton and also uh, Katrine. And it's just been so wonderful to listen to because it really is it's moving away from cliches. It's really yeah. celebrating yes. Luton for what it is. And it's created here. Yeah, it's created it here. It was not that I brought it in. Okay. This is important for me. Yeah. It's an interaction about women here, from here. Wonderful. All walks of life, please come. All, yeah, and it is all about all walks of life. Yeah. Um, all walks of life who've come from a far afield as well. Yeah. And you've come from France, mashallah, um, Khadija. You're yeah. studying in Luton and you're also part of this exhibition yeah. too, which is absolutely beautiful. Now, um, we're going to be talking to these wonderful ladies a little bit more about this exhibition. Um, and we're also going to be finding out their thoughts about the use of mobile phones and image um, because there is a growing concern now that a lot of young people um, all generations actually yes. are impacted mm -hmm. by uh, selfie culture and that has impacted their mental health and also how filters have actually turned the way people are actually feeling about the way they look the fact that they're actually having mm -hmm. plastic surgery to look yeah. like their filter yeah. image yeah. oh goodness me now mm -hmm. i'm going to find out whether my next guest uh, bilal hussein has any of those problems assalamu alaikum bilal alaikum salam how are you I'm very, very well. Um, brother, thank you so very much for joining me this morning. Um, you know, it's always a pleasure having you join us on your busy, busy schedule. You are a local social entrepreneur businessman who's, uh, who's just done extraordinarily well in contributing to the charity world, mashallah, with, with raising over £3.5 million across the 15 years of, of charitable work that you're doing. But you're somebody that's not just charitable. You're an extraordinary businessman, but you have so much love for Luton. Of course I do, absolutely. <laughs> my home. Luton is an amazing place. It's got amazing people like you, our guests, mm. our listeners. Oh, thank you. Um, fantastic, mm. fantastic place. Wonderful, wonderful. I don't know if you've been listening into the interview that, uh, or uh, the show this morning. Um, we are actually look, talking about this wonderful exhibition that's been celebrated at uh, the Storefront Gallery, which is looking at contemporary women in Britain. But it's a real celebration of who these wonderful women are, dual identity, celebration of culture, um, and clothing. I mean, um, do, what, when you hear something like that celebrated in Luton, how does it make you feel, Bilal? Do you think we, it, it we need more? It gives you that fuzzy feeling. It gives you that fuzzy feeling, doesn't it? It's, it's, always, it's always good to know that there's, there's always uh, positive work um, going on. And I, I remember uh, you had Maria from Islamic Relief a few weeks ago um, talking about, you know, girl power and 
um, uh, women in our community and stuff. So it's always great when we see the ladies doing great work and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's great for the town. Fantastic. And now, great for our community, isn't it? It is. And you're somebody that's really in the heart of community uh, work, uh, martial law, especially when it comes to charity work. Now, last week and the week before, we were talking about um, Charity Awareness Week, how we can make more people charitable. And charity is also not just exclusively about money, is it, um, Bilal? I mean, what other ways can we kind of, you know, use our our methods really or our personalities to kind of engage more people so i mean when i when i the, the reason why I, I got involved in the charity sector years ago and remember i do this as a volunteer this ain't my job i run a couple of businesses so i'm very much absorbed in other things um but it's it was always trying to give something back and people especially these gays are be flooded, inundated with on social media and on, on the telly about charity and you get WhatsApp messages all the time. And what happens is you you can almost become a bit desensitized mm-hmm. because it's always in your face, you know, raising money for this, raising money for that. And sometimes what we need to do is really take a step back and think about, well, do you know what? If I could give an hour on a Saturday, maybe packing some boxes at a local, local food bank, for example, um, so sometimes your time, um, and it's something I learned really early on, is your time can sometimes be more valuable than mm-hmm. your donation. Because if you just walked past the bucket and dropped, I don't know, a quid in a bucket, you know, you may have done your bit for charity, that's fine. But if you stood there with that bucket for an hour, it's much more valuable. So sometimes I feel that people need to just reconnect at a, at, a, at a basic level and just get involved somehow. Mm-hmm. Like I said, packing stuff at a local food bank, maybe going to um, your local, uh, you know, just to a, a, a local, like something like Discover Islam, for example, going there, helping out for half an hour. Um, you know, you get your afternoon teas, your morning coffees, it's bake sales, all great ideas. So really stripping it back and not all about trying to raise tens of thousands of pounds for a particular project. Mm. And just maybe focusing on maybe the smaller projects within our community to kind of engage. And it is about communication as well. And you're somebody that's uh, not shy uh, shy from communicating with people because you do, you like to have a giggle, you like to have a laugh, and you've got some really exciting projects, which I can't reveal just yet, but I look forward to talking about them at a later date. Now, one thing that you are very, very, um, you know, you're very staunch about is making sure that we're engaging more women in the charitable sector Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I tell yeah, you something? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm coming from the German side, uh-huh. and their um, charity is really something what's mm-hmm. not, uh, what is really invisible. Ooh. You don't see it. Okay. So Britain has always this craft to, to create and to have the passion for mm-hmm. the charities. And believe me, it bows me so low. I work with a couple of wonderful women, so strong. They are so all involved in the in the social media and in the social work and they give they are mothers. Mm-hmm. They are mothers and they add to this to they have two or three jobs and they go for charity. Mm-hmm. And how they can do this and they will all help the children and it's such a glow and grow and I'm so impressed by by them. And I'm really, really it's striking. It's striking to see, my God, they make it happen. And it's all about passion. Mm, it's mm. all about to trust these kind of, you know, these kind of, yeah, what, 
a lot of them they're working also for children or handicapped children and they give them the the pride and everything so it's 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 communicated together and for example now sorry to get the attention but for example in in germany if you're a mother and working we have a name and it's called rave mothers mm -hmm. so we still you know it's not it's not open at all so here you have the the chance to have a work and to have children but in my case it is nearly impossible and speaking as an artist it's there are no you know no artist who are working like me international who has children so it's it's such, such a backlash of of identity and this is why i, I always concentrate in women uh -huh. because yeah i have wow. to face a lot of these kind of stigmas wow goodness me that was quite um eye-opening for me because i feel I, as a mother mm. myself i'm a professional working mother i'm an artist i'm a creative you can't do this. and i've got you know yeah. my uh, i just do it all and it's yeah. normal and no, i'm around it's not normal, normal at all oh wow goodness. no it's bilal you're listening in sorry this. sorry yes bilal <laughs> we need you in this world we need you it's good go good, go good. okay bilal coming back to what i was <laughs> wanting to say is like you know you're you're quite um uh, very vocal about encouraging women um, to kind of come forward and be charitable leaders and, and kind of like, you know, um, be be leading the team projects. And Maria was somebody that you kind of introduced me to and you were really, really happy about her interview and how she projected herself. Um, so, yeah, is that something that's quite a priority for you right now? Um, it's, I, I don't I think it should be... It's, it's not that it's a priority for me. I just feel it's really important that mm -hmm. we have these mothers sisters, wives, who are extremely talented. And I just feel that sometimes they are, they feel they need to do all the work in the background, which is what they do. <laughs> and then you have the lovely men who kind of present it all and think, oh, wow, look at this, look how great this is. And it happens, you know, like I said, in, with my experience, it's it, a lot of the time it's the sisters in the background doing all the graph, doing all the, laying all the foundations. Um, and then it's the guys who kind of take over and, yeah. you know, steal the show. So I just feel there's, there's lots going on. Um, and I've been, me and my wife have this discussion all the time. Um, and there's a lot more talented women in this town, mm -hmm. Luton, um, who can do so much more. Um, and like I said, it doesn't have to be, you know, major dinners where you're spending thousands of pounds and you know you don't have to give thousands of pounds your time um is so much more valuable and if you can use your time efficiently and productively there's so so much that can be done and it's proven i mean there's loads of great projects where mm -hmm. people have invested their time mm -hmm. and we've seen the outcome now how can people get in contact with you um bilal because charity week is something that you uh founded uh you've gone on to raise over 3.5 million pounds mashallah um in the work that you're doing with a wonderful team that are made up of women as well yes, yes. um so how can people get in contact with you um get in touch with you at the show and then okay. i can you know you know, you've got my details and I'm happy. I like how he throws that at me. <laughs> me do all it's the work. easier because if I give you my details over the phone, it's, yeah, over the phone, it's, yeah, I'll probably okay. get inundated. So okay. if you could contact the show and then just Inshallah. Um, refer anyone to me. So, look, the, 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 with, with Charity Week, the reason why it started and the reason why it has, mashallah, been so successful is because it was purely volunteer-led and mm -hmm. it still is volunteer-led. Mm -hmm. 
We have over 120 volunteers who manage the project in the UK alone. Uh, we have a German team, we have an Australia team, we have an America team, we have um, uh, a team in Canada, a team in South Africa, a team in Qatar. Um, and these are purely volunteers who give their time to deliver such an amazing project. Um, it's student-led, it's for students. Um, all your, you know, we have about 80 odd ISOCs across the UK who get involved in Charity Week. So it's um, it's a fantastic initiative. And like I said, the the core team are mostly females. So yeah. Well, a real celebration there of uh, women really making their mark in the charity sector and um, and inspiring other women too to kind of take that lead. Indeed. Now, um, on today's show, uh, Bilal, we're also talking, uh, we're running Inspire FM's Good Character Week and we're talking about manners and phone etiquette. Are you one of those parents that's quite strict when it comes to um, managing the time, your output on the use of phone when it comes to children and on the table at dinner time having phones at, uh, on yeah. the table at dinner yeah. time it's a no-go it, okay. it does not happen <laughs> um sometimes we do um as a family when we're eating we might have we might be watching something on the telly um it's normally during tea time or snack time but during or breakfast actually on the weekend but during lunch and dinner it's just completely um a no-go wow there's no, there's no ipads no telephones <laughs> on the telly um Last night, in fact, was a good example where we were at, um, at a, as a family gathering, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was just banned. The kids were eating, and I think a couple of them took out phones, but it was like, nope, they go away. You lot talk with each other, um, and I think these kind of practices start off at home, and we really need to encourage. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate. Uh, myself and my wife are both quite outdoorsy, so whenever we want to sort of. You know, the kids get to get get a bit bored on the weekend. It's not always about grabbing the iPad or iPhone or, or the telly. Um, uh, we've recently started, me and my eldest, Hashim, uh, who posted a picture up on Facebook. Um, we get on our bikes and start riding. We have horses just up Bradges Hill, which we go and feed sometimes. So that's what I'd encourage. We, um, I know it's cold, wrap up warm, just go for a 20-minute walk and it's it's fine. Um, but that's what I'd encourage, to get out and just be a bit more active rather than making... Uh, it's an easy option and I understand why, my, why a lot of parents do it. Grab the iPad, grab the iPhone. It's easy, get some out of the way. Mummy can go off in the kitchen and, you know, prepare dinner for tonight. And daddy What about daddy? Daddy preparing dinner in the kitchen? Yeah, well, that as well, yep, absolutely. I can give you a great, if anybody wants to, you know... <laughs> Get in touch. I've got a great Nihari re- recipe if anybody but wants it. Can I, sorry, can I interrupt? Because sorry. I think um, also our generation, if I'm speaking as a parent, we are the one who are depending on the phones. My kids, for example, they are not doing any selfies or not mm. Facebook. The mother is all the time on. And so so there is. I think there's also a new sensibility. Mm. And I think we have to grab ourselves on the shoulders. Yes. And it's not the kids who are all the time on the phone yeah. who on the phone hmm? who has the phone now so it's it's uh i think it has to arise awareness of each generation and Definitely. also the grannies yeah and the grannies <laughs> i love the grannies, yeah. grannies what's up what's um can you relate to that bilal can you relate to what katrina's just said no, about I mean, we need I'm, to take responsibility i'm a bad offender i'm oh. always on the phone because i'm, I'm we are busy 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Not, but, but is it an excuse? Is it an excuse that we're no. busy? Because yeah. I'm, I'm always on the phone, WhatsApp and telephone calls, and, and I have two phones. So my phones are like, during the week, Monday to Friday, they are going off push, push, all push. the time. <laughs> um, so I've had to learn, and I have had to learn, to, especially around the kids, at home, on the weekend, um, shut off, like, mm-hmm. at least put them down for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. This, over the Christmas break, it was the first time in 12 years of business for the whole week I didn't open my, my work phone. It was completely wow. left to one side and I didn't open my laptop once. That's this impressive. is a real holiday, yeah. isn't it? This is holiday for me. Sorry yeah. to be once without internet connection. This is holiday, nothing else. Yeah, and yeah. we didn't go anywhere. We didn't go anywhere abroad or anything like that. We just stayed locally, done a few sort of out day trips, you know, out. But it was the first time that I did not and it, it was such a relief because wow. you know nobody died the world didn't end the world you know everything carried on <laughs> you know production was fine and you know everything was fine and it's just we as parents need to learn as well how did it make you feel Bilal though you as a person as uh, as as Bilal <laughs> did it kind of help calm you in any way did you feel a bit more relaxed absolutely absolutely it it, it, it helped me Connect with my kids a bit more, spend some quality time with the wife. Um, she probably got sick of it, to be honest, by the end of the week. But <laughs> but it was, you know, it, it and that's what I'm, my point. The point I'm making is that as parents, um, we also need to understand that a lot of it is our fault. Okay. You know, um, we have to set that example. To absolutely mm. lead by example, and it's not. The reason why the phones and the iPads are in front of the kids is because we put them there at some point. Mm. Yeah, so it's it's us as parents understanding that we need to wean them off. We need to control the amount we're on Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, and all the other social media activities that we get involved in. WhatsApp is also a killer. Mute your groups. You have some groups that are really active. Yeah, mute them. Just put them on mute and. When you feel like looking at them, then you're in control. Just little things which I've learned to do, and I'm and I'm not the best parent on the planet, uh-huh. um, and I'm really bad on the phone because I'm on it a lot. But it's a process I'm learning through. Um, so and yeah. we can all learn from this. I think today's conversation is really interesting because I always get a female perspective on this. But it's great to have a father yeah. um, sharing their viewpoint on how to kind of manage social etiquette with social media and especially with young children. Because you've got two adorable boys, mashallah, um, who are kind of just under the age of 10. So it's kind of really having to lead... Uh, lead by example with them and but I love the fact that they were out in public and kids that had the phone mm-hmm. were told to put it away and converse the art of conversation is really being lost Khadija you're 18 years old you're the baby <laughs> in this space right now listening to the conversation that we're having I mean you know does it seem quite archaic or alien to you I mean like mobile phones like you must have been born with holding one in your hand because you're that generation um, but our generation we had none of it um, at home, we have some rules. Okay. When we are eating or having mm-hmm. lunch, mm-hmm. Um, we're not using, we're not allowed to use our phone. Wow. It's really strict. Good. Even like sometimes my mom, she's like, put your phone away. We're going to have some, we're going to watch a movie together, have some pyjama party together. Uh-huh. You just put your phone away and you come. So we have some rules and sometimes we do some activity together. But like at home, we're a little bit addicted to technology. Uh-huh. I'm not going to lie, my mom, she's always busy. Yeah. Uh, she was a businesswoman before, so she was using a lot of her phone. So sometimes it's mm-hmm. difficult for her to put her phone away. But 
she tried, you know, she tried because we pushed her to try mm -hmm. to put her phone away. As well with me and my brother and sister, she she's very strict. She's she always telling us, if you want to sit with me, have conversation, we all put our phone away. So yeah, and that's 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 really good yeah. grounding. Now, Khadija, um, Bilal is, was talking about um, the fact that there were lots of sisters, women, Muslim women in the community, kind of like you know, really motivating the charity charitable work. Yeah. Um, you've you're new to Luton. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, how does this make you sound about the way women are in Luton and the way they're working in, in the charitable sector here? Beautiful, amazing. I'm just so happy to hear that we have a lot of Muslim uh, mm -hmm. women who. Um, contribute to char charity um, they're gonna put a little bit of feminine touch you know to charity it's really 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 amazing so I'm really happy to hear uh -huh. that a lot of women contribute to charity so yeah and if I have a chance I will try definitely inshallah so inshallah. you know maybe you need to connect with Abilal um, on that maybe Maria as well because Maria was uh, astounding when she spoke to us I mean the reason why she joined the show was because we were talking about um, uh, domestic violence yeah. um, and it was uh, mm -hmm. the week was about uh, basically raising awareness of mm -hmm. uh, gender based violence and the work that Bilal is involved in with Islamic Relief and various other charitable uh, projects is the fact that getting uh, this conversation in the mosque to actually encourage um, sermons, um, the khutbah, the prayer, after the prayer that the imam um, to say that, you know, there's no space, place for domestic violence in Islam. Yeah. And this was Maria was on the show to kind of uh, share this information. Now, how has it been? Um, was this conversation um, in the mosque? Did it happen, um, Bilal? Um, yes, yeah, so we've got khutbahs planned. So the okay. idea was, uh, there have been conversations with a number of mosques. Um, the thing is, nowadays, uh, the mosques are a lot more organized, so they have khutbahs and stuff planned um, for months in advance. So we, um, I don't know when the first one is actually, but we do have them coming up, and there will be at least three local mosques Fantastic. Um, before April, inshallah, So, which is good. Brilliant. So, you know, the, the mosques have been willing to listen. Uh, which is great, and they've, um, you know, they've engaged and they're willing to, you know, talk about it on wow. know, Friday, Jumma, which is great. So. That's awesome. So your work doesn't just look about, uh, isn't about raising uh, raising funds, but it's also social action as mm -hmm. well, which is really, Absolutely. really important Wonderful. to make a difference mm -hmm. in our communities. Bilal, I know you're at work <laughs> and you've given me your time this morning. I'm sorry it's about always... the background noise. I'm really no. apologies. Uh, yeah, they're a little bit loud. You need to get them toned down a little bit. Not worry. No, no worries whatsoever. It's an absolute pleasure having you join us this morning. And inshallah, we'll be catching up with some more great projects that you're involved with. I'm really, really excited to find out a little bit more about that very, very shortly. So have a wonderful day, Bilal. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Now, that was uh, Bilal Hussein, who is a local businessman and entrepreneur who is very passionate about not just raising um, money for charity. Um, 3.5 million was the, the the amount that they were able to wow. raise with founding Charity Week, which is a national project across so the country. Um, but is also about making sure that, you know, we're kind of working on the ground and creating social change, positive social change across our communities. On the show, folks, um, I'm still joined by the wonderful Katrina. 
and the awesome Khadija. It is 11.24, Monday 21st of January, and you're listening to The Urban Cube. The show will be repeated 8pm this evening. You can catch us on Facebook, iTunes, and Spotify. Podbean too. There's no way you can't hear anything that's been said. The conversation is still continuing after the break, where I'm joined by these remarkable women, and I'm going to be joined by another delightful young lady by the name of Sarah Anika Malik. Now, she's a writer and director of a new play, her debut play called Salam, which is premiering at Vault, and it's exploring Islamophobia and the experience of being a Muslim in modern London. Plus, I'm going to be catching about, catching and talking about social media and the impact it's having on our confidence and mental health. And it's just amazing that we have Katija and Katrine in the studio to talk to me a little bit more about that. So... Yeah, are we up for more conversations, ladies, after the break? Yay! (laughs) Thank Uh, you. So we'll be doing that. And I'd love you guys to get in contact with us. Tell me where you're listening in from on 07779481822. I'll be catching up with all the Facebook comments straight after the break. And we'll be also talking about other quirky, creative stuff too. So join me straight after this. Assalamu alaikum. Do you find raising a child in today's society challenging? Inspire FM's new parenting show will be dealing with today's challenges in raising children, ranging from building sentiments through to building leaders of tomorrow. Every Tuesday with Brother Ali at 7pm only on Inspire FM. From nourishing to nurturing. The parenting show every Tuesday at 7pm only on Inspire FM. a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Hello and assalamu alaikum and a very good morning to you. 11.30 is the time, Monday 21st of January and you're listening to Shamiza taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on the final half an hour of the Urban Cube show. Brought to you on Inspire FM. Now I'm not alone in the studio. I'm still joined by the very, very awesome, sparkly, happy, lovely, you know, I haven't got enough words to describe them. They've really made my morning um, this morning. Um, it's, it's Katrina and it's Khadija still in the studio people um and good morning and assalamu alaikum to you ladies thank you for staying with me i mean i was only going to have you for an hour but you've decided to stay i'm so (laughs) pleased i'm so pleased um how have you found the experience uh of of the radio station so far (laughs) it's the only word yes yes it made my you know it makes everything the monday has a new i think has a new setting has a new statement yeah wow wow and Mm -hmm. um, khadija you said something really quite intriguing which i'm really kind of like uh, resonated with me the fact that you said that in France there are no um, Muslim radio presenters if they are if they are then they don't say that like for example maybe we I've never listened to any Muslim radio but I don't think we have it that much or maybe Mm -hmm. we have some local radios but like national one we don't have Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. even if you have like some Muslim presenter you're gonna know by Mm -hmm. by by their name that they are Muslim but not because they're telling you that they are Muslim Mm -hmm. so we have some really you know famous people that they are Muslim but um, 
most likely they are famous because of Muslim community, you know, right, not because okay. of not non-Muslim community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so community radio is a wonderful vehicle. Then would you agree for say the Muslim yeah. community to make them aware of great projects yeah. that are very inclusive? And then this project that we're talking about with wonderful Katrina is is the one uh, at the storefront gallery, which is celebrating mm-hmm. uh, contemporary women in Britain in the heart of Luton, and it's a real celebration of dual identity of women from all over Luton, not necessarily Muslim, everybody yeah. and anybody yes. who um, can, wants to showcase... And also, this is also important because you told me, oh, I'm not sure because I'm shy. Yes, we are all shy. Mm-hmm. And please, I love that they, you know, don't feel, you don't have to be proud or you're... No, 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 it's it's the other way. If you're never allowed to, to be, or, you know, if you're afraid to be photographed, please come to me. Mm-hmm. And whatever I do stays in between us. Mm-hmm. So... I will never get any image out before having not the ex- acceptance. Right, right. So this is very important. So, so please. It's, it's a communication that is going to be directly with the person, whoever's sitting with the photograph. Yes. You are going and to then get it's their in between confirmation. Us. Yes, and they can be delayed or not. So I feel, ah. so this is, uh, it's not that you are shoot and then a portrait. Mm. No, 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 no. It's the other way around. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, this project is, uh, is part of um, Luton Culture. Um, as you can change. I think that's, if I've said that correctly. And it's also um, in collaboration with the storefront um, and uh, Departure Departure Lounge. Lounge. And the whole purpose of this is a real celebration of the beauty um, and remarkable women across Luton Town. Now, it's an open call, guys. So one to six o'clock every day of the week, you can actually make your way to the storefront to actually get participation. And also just have a look inside. Mm. Just yeah. have a look inside. So it doesn't have, if you want to be photographed, it's fine. If you're not, I, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Just wow. feel curious and be inspired. Curious. Yes. yes, I like that word. Curious yes. and yes. be inspired. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. really, really important to kind of, you know, just see what it's all about. And it's also an opportunity for you to get to see the gallery as well, because that will be a space that's going to be actively used uh, for lots and lots of um, uh, exhibitions and art galleries in the future as well. Now, on today's show, we're also talking about manners and how... Um, how, how we kind of need to adapt to maybe um, better, better, more etiquette, more social media etiquette, maybe. Um, as a photographer, uh, Katrina, you're a filmmaker, very well-known photographer mm-hmm. uh, of German-French heritage. Um, how do you feel when people, you know, this the, as a photographer and the way people use, like, um, mobile phones to take films and photographs, do you think it takes it away from classic traditional photographers? professionally trained photographers. Totally. You know, you have, um, you know, in our phones, we catch how many memories yeah. and everything. It's it's not that you you feel it. Mm-hmm. You don't trust your memories anymore. You trust your mobile phone. So immediately when you go, for example, for an exhibition or something, you just take the phone up and here you are. So this is like the status quo. You are there. So um, I think we, you, we will lose a lot. And give time to breathe and just also trust your memories and trust mm-hmm. what you have. And we don't have to communicate all the time through our world because I have a lot of friends who are you know as an artist you have to be visible so we have to push it forward and go on and instagram and what does it mean you know to catch to catch a like Mm -hmm. this is a little bit childish 
if we are depending on these thumbs up or not. So and, and in between, if, if we're just concentrating on this power ship or who, um, then we lose, I think, the, the best quality is the real conversation. And it's this is what I what I try to do. So and capturing yes. those that, that mon those moments and capturing um, thoughts and ideas is somebody that is uh, very well at doing so is my next guest it's no other than um, writer and director Sarah Anika Malik now Sarah is joining me I think all the way from London this morning and she's going to be talking to us about her new debut play Salam which is premiering at Vault uh, 2019 and explores Islamophobia and the experience of being a Muslim in modern London Assalamu alaikum Sarah Flying terms, Eliza. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super delighted to have you this morning. I love the fact that you're so quirky and so bubbly. So this is going to be a great interview. Um, now, Sarah, thank you so very much. You are live on Inspire from the Urban Cube show this morning. You're in the company of the very, very awesome Khadija, who's an art and design student, who's featured in a wonderful exhibition celebrating dual identity and contemporary women in Britain, which has been photographed by artist filmmaker Katrina Val, who's also in the studio as well. Mm -hmm. Good morning. Oh wow, hello to you both. <laughs> yes. um, and you're definitely somebody who I think could comfortably feature, <laughs> feature in this exhibition because it's kind of about sh um, sharing a new narrative, sharing a different mm -hmm. perspective on the way we perceive mm -hmm. women. Um, and it's not necessarily about Muslim women, but it's all about all women. But your play, my darling, the play um, Salam is a play that looks at the relationship between women, between a mother and mm -hmm. daughter uh, facing... Um, Islamophobia, but it's got mm. a little bit of comedy thrown in there. Tell us more. Yeah, so the play is set during Ramadan 2017, and Ramadan is a really important time um, for Muslims. It's the ninth month of the Muslim calendar, um, and it's when um, Muslims come together, uh, create a really strong sense of community, and fast and pray and really connect to their religion. Um, Ramadan 2017 was a really interesting time for me personally because it was a great time in terms of my spiritual journey, but also, unfortunately, there was a lot of Islamist terrorism happening in London specifically, mm -hmm. which then fed into a lot of street-level Islamophobia. So I found that cycle of Islamist terrorism feeding into and fueling Islamophobia really interesting, um, set against the backdrop of a very spiritually enriching time, mm -hmm. um, and a time when a lot of a lot of Muslims were strengthening strengthening their relationship with God, with the relationship with each other, and families coming together. So that's that's kind of the main conflict that the play explores. And it's interesting um, that it's between uh, the relationship between a mother and daughter, because I've just had this conversation mm. with Khadija, and Khadija has come from France um, and is studying mm. in in England. Um, she's 18 years of age, and she just talked about mm. how she was so much more freer to express who she is as a, as a hijab-wearing Muslim woman. Um, mm. But your this, this play, does it kind of explore that identity of Muslim women um, in this piece too? Yeah, I mean, first of all, Khadija, your, your work sounds amazing. I'd need to kind of learn more she about is. it. Um, <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> she is. She um, is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, ter in, terms of, in terms of my play, I think, yeah, I think some of the really important things that it talks about um, are the different types of racism that Muslim women mm -hmm. experience. So um, the, 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 mother the mother character wears a scarf, and so there's um, a lot of 
conversation about what it means for her to experience Islamophobia in a different way as a visible Muslim woman mm-hmm. um, and the very specific gendered and physical abuse she gets as a visible Muslim woman, whereas the daughter character um, is doesn't wear a scarf and is first of all lighter skinned and so the mm. racism she experiences wow. is very very different um and so that so there's there's a lot going on there i think it is really interesting as well to have a mother-daughter relationship mm. like that when mm. they are experiencing different things and seeing the two different heads of islamophobia in of that course. sense um and how they come together and also the fact that they want to bridge the gap between their experiences but also you're never going to quite understand the other person's experience of racism um, and that's interesting to consider, consider within a community which a lot of people brush with the same brush stroke and say that we all think the same thing and we all experience the same thing. And, we, and in reality, there's a lot of nuances there. Mm. And, there's, and also, I'm really aware that I'm writing this play and, you know, there's not a lot of Muslim female playwrights and directors out there. Mm. And a lot of people will come and think that what I have to say and what this play has to say speaks for all of us. But also it doesn't because I'm writing from my point of view. Right. Um, and also I interviewed a lot of um, British Muslim women in order to get a wider perspective. But, yeah, I mean, the point is is that we're trying to explore the different kinds of racism that women explore um, experience, but it's still it's still so narrow because it's such a wide spectrum. Um, and, and I'm learning about that a lot more today um, mm. because I think what you've just basically reflected is exactly the conversation that I was having with Khadija that that the fact that what the mother and what the, and her her mother and her herself as her mother's daughter and the experiences um, are very very different. Um, and this play is being showcased. Um, at the mm. vault so congratulations mm. on that um, it's been premiered mm. there tell us how people can kind of get in touch if they want to go and watch this play yeah so if you can go to the vault website which is www.vaultfestival.com um, you can go on our twitter page which is at salam play mm. um, and there's our trailer there is um, on youtube as well just a salam trailer uh, so those are the, the main ways that you can you can find out about us we're running next Wednesday, so that's 30th of January for a week, um, and it's on 6pm every night. Wow, wow, <laughs> exciting stuff. Now, coming back to you, um, Sarah, it, it, you're actually currently training as a director at the Bristol Old mm. Vic Theatre School. Um, you mm-hmm. previously studied at King's College London, and was it um, theatre, performing arts that you studied at King's College? No, so I always, I grew up in a really academic environment and the plan was to do an English degree, which is what I always wanted, and then go into academia in some sense, as I think a lot of Asian parents would really support and they were very happy with the plan. Um, And then I fell into theatre about halfway through my degree then. And it really came from nowhere. I think it came from a combination of having a lot of free time at university doing an English degree and also having a lot of passion and not really knowing where to put it. So I I kind of fell into theatre, directed and wrote my first play. And then once I did that, I just fell in love with the process and then just didn't want to stop. And so continued. And then I got to the end of my degree and then I thought, I can't bear the thought of not doing this any longer. So then I applied to drama school um, and that's where I am now. So I'm actually missing a whole month of term just to work on this play and put it on. So Hopefully you don't miss it. Yeah, You just can grow. Yeah. No, no. I love what you've yes, just said there, no. Katrina. She can just yes. grow in yes. that yes. process. And life, <laughs> university <laughs> isn't just about the classroom. It's no. about life and experience. No. Yes. And it's now. It's now. Definitely. Um, and uh, I, um, what's really interested me about is that your passion for political activism and um, mm. that you see theatre as a vehicle for social change. Mm. 
So is this where your your writing is is kind of heading? Is this the yeah. genre? Yeah, so I think oh, I completely agree with what you're saying about university is not about the classroom, it's about the person that you become and the people mm. that you meet. Mm. Um, and one of the things that I think changed with me for the better was that I became a lot more politically aware once I went to university mm-hmm. because I started meeting a wider group of people who had very different experiences to me. Mm. And I became really aware of the different kinds of racism that were happening in front of me that I never knew were happening before. Wow. So that is something that I educated myself a lot about um, when I was at university and then so when I started becoming interested in the arts and theatre and picked up writing again um, for me I thought I can't really justify spending a lot of time mm-hmm. rehearsing for plays when I know there's so much going on in the real mm-hmm. world outside of the rehearsal mm-hmm. room so for me the only way I can really justify it for myself in my life is to put these two things together and say I'm really passionate about this creative thing but I also really want to make a stand against the things I believe are wrong in this world wow. um, and hopefully this is the first project I can do that with and I'm going to continue to do that inshallah with the, re- the rest of my project. How easy has it been though to make it happen because you make it sound like plain sailing that it's all landed on your lap and you know but we know as artists and creatives mm. in the theatre world that these things don't mm. happen that swiftly there is uh, it is very unequal and platforms are not readily available for BAME um, artisans. Mm. It's um, It's been really tough, to be honest. I think the first thing I would bring up is the fact that I'm one of the only people of colour in the drama school. <gasps> yeah. Is that for um, real? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I'm, I'm one of maybe mm. ten people in the whole school who's a person of colour. I'm the only Muslim person in wow. the school, I believe. Mm. I haven't spoken to anyone else who, who identifies as Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was possibly the biggest challenge when I first went there. Is Also, growing up in London, um, I was just having a conversation with my cast this morning about what it feels like to grow up in London. And I feel like the London identity is a very strong one. And I mm. never felt the need to think about the fact that I was brown and the fact that yes. I was a woman because mm. there were so many different people. And then I moved to Bristol and I'm I'm in a very kind of up now you stand out. area of Bristol. You start, I, I would, for the first time in my life, I walked into cafes and people turned around to look at me because I wasn't white. That was a really hard thing to adjust. And also, mm. and also wondering why I was there and if I was there because they needed a certain quota of people of colour. Um, it's been, it's been, it's not been easy at all. And you know, I, I say that I applied to the Vault Festival and I got it, but also that's erasing the fact that I spent a year applying and applying mm. to direct other plays, applying to assistant direct other plays, submitting plays I had written, and getting rejected from all of those. But the thing I would highlight about the Vault Festival is that I was really nervous about being tokenized and I was worried that we were going to be the only Muslim play or the only play led by a group of women of women of color. But we're not. There are about three or four other plays that are all about um, South Asian or East Asian Muslim women. And that's an amazing thing. And I would really applaud that festival because I've never seen that before. Fantastic. Um, so, so I feel so like they, they really are nurturing us. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> yes, congratulations. And it's the Vault Festival. And I, and you know what? I think make this makes your work even more authentic, knowing that mm. you have had that struggle. You know the reality, mm. and you've not stepped back, but you're actually slaying in your lane, darling. You're mm. slaying it. <laughs> um, uh, coming back to that very remarkable play that has been debuted called Salam. It's actually, um, it's it's a funny play. So you're mm. using comedy to kind of raise awareness of Islamophobia and the relationship between mother and daughter which uh, also explores mental health and the notion of gendered racial Mm. abuse so how are you Mm. able to do that um have you been able to kind of make it a little bit sort of you know light-hearted and funny 
Yeah, it's a it's a lot of very serious topics we're packing into mm. our show. Um, I, at the end of the day, I think mother daughter relationships are very very funny. Mm. A lot of them are the ones that I ha- the one I have is very funny. The one uh, I see in, in my day to day life very funny because they're very emotionally charged. I've seen most of the time. Mm. Um, there's a lot you can get very very close to your mother, but there can also be um, a lot of emotional ups and downs with them as well. And I think that going back and forth between being very close and fighting immediately is very funny. Mm. And there's a lot of emotional um, dependence you have on each other. Um, And the mother-daughter relationship we have in our play is just them two in their household. So they are each other's world. Um, And there's a lot, so therefore there's a lot of emotional dependence, but there's also friendship there as well. There's a sense of we go through a lot together. um, Mm. And in order to deal with the hard things, we joke about it and we laugh about it. Um, And I think that comedy is one of the biggest remedies in life. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. she creates you. And I think you cannot, a mother and, and daughter relationship is the closest as you can get. Mm. Yeah. It yeah, starts true. like yeah. this. And Katija, did you want to say something? Because I know that you have an amazing bond with your mother. She's your yeah. inspiration and, 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 the one, and the woman that motivated you to do, be part of this exhibition. Yeah, I was always like, one day I came home and I was telling her, I'm going to like wear my scarf forever. And the next day I was like, I want to take it off, you know. <laughs> Because, you know, the society, when people ju- judge mm. you, it's really difficult for a teenager girl. I was just, mm. like, I, was, I, I didn't, I was really young, you know. I didn't understand why people was staring at me and what they tell him like mm. 50 your face 50 your hair you know for mm. a girl who was just 12 13 14 years old even in morocco i i was uh 14 years old when i went back to morocco because of my mom and dad business so we went back to morocco and i was in a muslim country but in a french school and people was staring mm. at me more than in mm. france you know they was like you know you're french we you, you don't need to wear a scarf you know And I was like, no, I'm Muslim first, you know. I was born Muslim before uh, being a French or even Moroccan girl, you know. And it was really difficult because people was always looking at me in different ways. But I, I was not able to express myself. But your mother kind of She was you. always here. She was like, express yourself. And uh, since I'm 16, 17 years old, I start being more confident, you know, mm-hmm. when I start, when I came to UK, because I saw like, we have our place, Muslim girl mm. have a place here in the society, they have a chance to be what they want to be, not just the Muslim mm. girl who wears scarves. So yeah. Wow. And, she, mm. and um, mm. Sarah, she's only 18. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Um, You're amazing. She's absolutely Thank remarkable. You. She's got a very strong head on her shoulders and a massive big credit to her mum. Your mum's called? Lamia. Lamia. We need to uh, give a shout out to her. Um, now, well, you're also combining live music um, with the yeah. lyrical language of this play, uh, which is uh, very intriguing. So how, how does the music fit in? Yeah, so um, the script itself is written in verse, so it's basically a long-form poem. Um, so the language itself is very symbolic and rich. Um, and so I thought what would really complement that would be to have live musicians. So we have um, two female musicians who are on stage the whole time, one singer and one violinist, um, who are going to be conducted by our brilliant composer, um, who are all women, which is something I really, really wanted. Mm-hmm. Fun girling. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, we, so I've been having a lot of conversations with the composer in the creation of, of the script itself. Um, and we've come up with kind of four different soundtracks, which... Um, are basically motifs um, which relate to the four main themes of the play that that the play revisits every time. Um, And so the the vocalists are basically going to be 
kind of like the inside voice of the emotions which the characters can't mm-hmm. express at the time. It's kind of similar to how musicals work, where mm-hmm. when words fail you, you go into song. But with our show, you know, it's so word-heavy, but there are still things you can never fully express. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we give up on words and we go to music. Um, and the singers never actually sing specific words. They're, they're just singing sounds and trying to elicit the same emotions that we could create with if we were able to express ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. So it's been a really interesting process working with the actors separately and then bringing the musicians in in a couple of days. We haven't actually done it yet, but they're coming in in a couple of days and trying to marry both of them together. Wow. Um, we'll be really interesting but i've done it with all my previous productions before so it's something that i i think really elevates plays to another level because music will always tap into something that words and acting and reading can never do you sound like a woman with many talents i mean this, this sound this looks <laughs> yeah. like a real journey mm. of expression with to, to kind of touching all the senses when you're going to go and watch mm. this performance i want to ask you um because it is about mother and daughter relationship um mm. has your mum been to any of the rehearsals mm. and what does she think um my okay my mother is my biggest idol i think she's the most amazing woman in my life which is why i'm terrified for her to come to her house she was really really keen to read the script i basically shot myself in my room for about two three weeks finish uh, over christmas finishing the script and she was very scared to knock on my door because every time she came in i was like no you can't see the script because oh. i was so nervous about her seeing it um so I really want her to come to the show. She's going to come to you, I think. I really want her to come and experience it as a show um, rather than see it as a script or Wonderful. see it being worked on in rehearsals. Uh-huh. But she is coming to meet with the actor who plays the mother the mother character in the play um, in order to talk about the intricacies of the language because the mother speaks in Urdu a lot, which is my right. mum's second language. Uh-huh. Um, but my my mum is, is, will always be my biggest inspiration. She's made me the person who I am. She's made me mm-hmm. ambitious. So in everything that I do, she she will be there. She may not be on stage as she wants to be, but she will be there somehow. Oh, so beautiful. What, what a, a massive big compliment to her and to you uh, coming together and celebrating this beautiful play. So one more time, Sarah, please mm-hmm. tell us when is this play going to be um, premiered and how can people get in touch because we're heading off to the break. Thank you so much. Uh, so our play is called Salam. It's all on at the Vault Festival, which is in Waterloo. Um, we're running from 30th of January to 3rd of February um, every night from 6 p.m. onwards. You can get tickets on the Vault website, vaultfestival.com. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say thank you so very much for joining yeah. us this morning. Thank Massive you. big good luck with the <laughs> premiere. I will try of the... to watch it. Yes, Katrina, <laughs> yeah, please yeah. do yes, go down. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so you've got two I'm people. I'm so yeah. curious to meet you once with your beautiful voice and your passion. Let's make plans. Yes, please. I'd love to have a conversation in person. Definitely. Do you have any, are you quite open about giving out your Twitter handle to anybody or is that something that... Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my Twitter handle is um, Sarah Malik, my name, S. Three A's, S A A R A Malik on Twitter. So yeah, please do message me, get in touch with me. I'd love to speak to all of you. Thank you so much for having me. You've Thank been you. an absolute treat. Thank you so so very much, Sarah, this morning. Um, and good luck with the premiere. That, Thank you so much. Very very welcome. That was the very awesome Sarah Anika Malik, who is the writer director of a new debut play, Salam, being showcased at the Vault Festival. We are now to the end of the show, so I just want to say thank you very much, Katrina, and Katrina for joining yeah, well, me. Thank you for. 
receiving us. Oh, yes. no, no. Oh, taking this time. Very, yeah. very much so. It's been an absolute treat, folks. So, guys, one more time. One to six o'clock every evening at um, the storefront, Butte Street. If you want to kind of get involved with this really awesome project, then you know where to go and how to get involved. Um, inshallah, it's an open call for uh, folks to come and observe or to participate in this uh, exhibition celebrating women in Luton. Now, I'm heading off to the, at the end of the show, so it's a massive big salams from me, and hopefully catch your repeat at 8pm and join me next week, 10 till 12 on Monday. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>